a reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Let me now sing of my friend, my friend's song concerning his vineyard. My friend had a vineyard on a fertile hillside. He spaded it, cleared it of stones, and planted the choicest vines. Within it, he built a watchtower and hewed out a wine press. Then he looked for the crop of grapes, but what it yielded was wild grapes. Now, inhabitants of Jerusalem and people of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I had not done? Why, when I looked for the crop of grapes, did it bring forth wild grapes? Now, I will let you know what I mean to do with my vineyard. Take away its hedge, give it to grazing, break through its wall, let it be trampled. Yes, I will make it a ruin. It shall not be pruned or hoed, but overgrown with thorns and briars. I will command the clouds not to send rain upon it. The vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the people of Judah are his cherished plant. He looked for judgment, but see, bloodshed, for justice, but hark the outcry. The word of the Lord.
of St. Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, have no anxiety at all, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, then the God of peace will be with you. The word of the Lord.
The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, Hear another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a hedge around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a tower. Then he leased it to tenants and went on a journey. When vintage time drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to obtain his produce. But the tenants seized the servants, and one they beat, another they killed, and a third they stoned. Again, he sent other servants, more numerous than the first ones, but they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, thinking, they will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to one another, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him and acquire his inheritance. They seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. What will the owner of the vineyard do to those tenants when he comes? They answered, He will put those wretched men to a wretched death and lease his vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the proper times. Jesus said to them, Do you never read in the scriptures the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? By the Lord has this been done, and it is wonderful in our eyes. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that will produce its fruit. The Gospel of the Lord. God's word for us today helps us remember what belongs to us and to whom do we belong. What belongs to us really and to whom do we belong? And we see there are two allegories really, the first reading and the gospel. The both mentioned landowners and vineyards. And the landowner in the first reading, the Old Testament, has done all the work for a wonderful vineyard planted things, cleared the ground, done most of the work, and he just allowed the workers to follow after that. But they really failed to keep up the vineyard. So when he comes looking for fruit, there is none. So he allows the vineyard, he says, to fall to ruin. He allows the consequence of their negligence to end the beauty of the vineyard. In the gospel, there's a vineyard there, and it speaks of uh, tenants that are entrusted with things to do for the vineyard there. And the landowner, again, sends messengers to receive the fruit and the harvest of the vineyard. But the tenants think of themselves as owning the vineyard, and they harm the messengers, actually even killing them. And in the allegory, we could see this kind of portrays Israel's history 
when prophets were sent to them time and again, and they were rejected. They were even killed. Then it says the landowner said, I will, re- I will send my son because they'll respect my son. And we hear in that allegory, Jesus being sent, the son of God, and what did they do? But he's killed also. But the tenants are all having the wrong mind about things. They think they own the vineyard. They think they'll get the inheritance. So they act wrongly, caught up in their own mind. So they lose what could have been theirs. Jesus said the kingdom will be taken away from them and given to someone that will do the right thing. It's a warning again of remembering who we are in the Lord's uh, work. We don't own everything, but we're tenants. We're entrusted with gifts and graces. The Lord wants to work in us and through us, but to have the right mind about that. Have you ever seen someone in a protest march wearing a shirt that said, it's my body and I'll do with it what I want. I know I've seen that message. And it's a message that shows a lack of understanding, doesn't it? Shows a lack of really realizing who we are. And in the wisdom of St. Paul, we see his answer to that kind of thinking. From the first Corinthians, here's what St. Paul wrote. Do you not see that your bodies are members of Christ? You must know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is within, the spirit you receive from God. You are not your own. You have been purchased and at a price. So glorify God in your body. Paul saying, we're not our own. We belong to the Lord. We don't claim authority over everything, but remembering we actually, our bodies are temples where the Lord chooses to dwell in the power of the Holy Spirit. That gives the right mind and the right thinking about who we are, about what belongs to us and that we belong really to the Lord. And he wants to help us live wisely and rightly about that. So we see that in the second reading today, a beautiful call from St. Paul again that will allow us to resist anxiety. He actually says, have no anxiety at all. How can we do that in these kind of times? But he gives the antidote there. He says, with everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. So he's really pointing us in all things, turn to the Lord in prayer because we belong to him again and he wants to help us. Present all your needs in prayer with thanksgiving and the God of peace will know you. He says, the God of peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So as we keep praying, keep giving thanks, keep trusting the Lord, he'll help us guarding our hearts and our minds. There's another writing from St. Paul, I think it's in the letter to the Romans, where he said, do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your minds. So along with that, then in the next part of our second reading, St. Paul tells us how to think really. 
We're a culture that's wrapped up very much in feelings, but this is how should we think the renewal of our minds. Here's what he says. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing what you've learned and received and heard and seen in me. Then the God of peace will be with you. It's almost like a, a medicine for the mind, those things that Paul mentions to think about. Whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, gracious, excellence, anything worthy of praise. Imagine if we focused our thoughts on those things, allow the Lord to teach us and guide us by the Holy Spirit. We're more likely able to receive the peace of the Lord, eh? And as we celebrate the Eucharist, we're coming to the one that wants to feed us and nourish us, strengthen us. Jesus, think of him. Jesus didn't say, it's my body, I'll do with it what I want. No, he said, this is my body given up for you. So think about that as we come to the Eucharist, how we can receive from the Lord the peace he wants to give by saying in our own way, Lord, I give my body to you. I offer myself to you on the altar with you that you can do with me what you will. And we might think then too about beautiful wisdom from St. Augustine where he said, receive who you are, become what you receive. Receive who you are, become what you receive. <laughs>